Hey folks, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Songbirds Radio Hour. I'm your host, Reed Caldwell, and tonight we're airing an Americana double feature recorded live at Songbirds Guitar and Pop Culture Museum back on May 6, 2023. On tonight's program, we'll hear a few songs from Buffalo Nichols, then a short set from Sunny War, and finally we'll wrap up with a brief interview and Q&A session with both of our guests. Before we get the music started, however, I'd like to talk about Americana music in general. For example, what is Americana music? Why not just say folk or roots? What makes Americana different from the blues or country for that matter? By definition, Americana is an amalgamation of all these genres formed by the shared and varied traditions of the United States and its diverse musical landscape. But I'd like to take that a step further. I'd like to offer up an alternative colloquial definition if you'll let me. Americana is music that makes you feel something, feel something deep in your soul, more than just an individual isolated emotion, more than just simple joy, sadness, or anger. It's a gut punch. Americana takes the emotional day-to-day experience of the human condition and makes it profound and relatable. The river that you swam in as a child becomes the symbol of America's redemption and salvation. The train that slowly passed through your hometown becomes a metaphor for progress and reform. Your own mother becomes an archetype for all nurturing feminine energy. To me, that is a much simpler way to look at Americana. With an emphasis on stringed instruments, it is the acoustic lifeblood of America, distilled from country, blues, roots, and folk. It is born from our shared experiences and crafted into cultural storytelling in a way that brings us all together. And if you've been following along on the Songbirds Radio Hour, you'll know that togetherness is our centermost theme. So, let's get on with the togetherness. We've got two artists on the Songbirds Radio Hour tonight, and they're ready and willing to test out my working Americana definition. First up, we've got Buffalo Nichols. Buffalo Nichols lived most of his life in Milwaukee, where he cut his teeth on the tail end of the growing Midwest punk and emo scene in the late 90s and early aughts. During that time, he taught himself to play and developed a unique guitar style and a voice of a storyteller. That voice is evident on tunes like Lost and Lonesome and his latest, Meet Me at the Bottom. He has appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and NPR's Tiny Desk series. Y'all give a warm welcome for Buffalo Nichols. Here's a song I wrote called Life Goes On. We don't get along so well, the two of us don't see eye to eye. We must be under some old spell, makes it hard for us to even try. You're an angel without wings Trying to find them in a bottle of wine I got a devil on my shoulder Telling me it's gonna be just fine If I don't walk away And you don't got nothing to say Yeah, we can last another day And life goes on 
Songbirds Radio Hour was recorded in front of a live audience on May 6, 2023. If you would like to attend a future Songbirds Radio Hour, you can book your free tickets on songbirdsfoundation.org. I started playing this song like 10 years ago, thinking, oh, maybe I'll add it to the set tonight, playing at some restaurant. And then uh, one day I woke up 10 years later, still playing the same songs. So one of these days I'll take a break from all this playing and learn some new songs.
function that really boosted my energy. Go dig a hole in the middle. Go dig a hole in the Darling, Corey, down. The last time I saw darling Corey at the edge of the deep blue sea, she had a 44 around her and a banjo on her knee. Wake up, wake up, darling Corey. What makes you sleep so sound? Revenue officers coming, gonna burn your still house down. Go away. Darling Corey, quit hanging around my bed. You always has ruined my body. Pretty woman, none gone to my head. Wake up, wake up, darling Corey, and bring to me my gun. I no man for fighting, but I die before I run. Last time I saw darling Corey. She had a 44 in her hand Said I'll kill that revenue officer Before I let him take my man Can't you hear those bluebirds singing? Don't you hear that lonesome Go dig a hole in the meadow, yeah, you can go dig a hole in the ground. Go dig a hole in the meadow so I can lay darling Corey down.
Hey, everyone listening at home, I just wanted to let you know that you're listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour here on WUTC, and we appreciate it. I've only got room in my head for about three or four songs, so I have to get rid of one of them, but I'll keep that one. I'm going to play one more song on Buffalo Nichols. This one actually is a blues song. forgiveness. Y'all be nice to each other. Actually, it's not about forgiveness. It's about empathy. There's a difference. You can understand why people do things without tolerating it or forgiving it. Sometimes you got to make room in your heart so you don't have to carry someone else's problems.
Well, I hardly recognize you anymore It's been so many years since you walked out of the door And now I see that you could hardly hurt a fly The way you treated me was wrong But I know the reason why Cause the way they hurt you showed you how to love the way they hurt you showed you how to love The way they hurt you showed you how to love Oh, the way they hurt you showed you How to love Y'all so much. All right, let's give another round of applause for Buffalo Nichols. Thank you for listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour. Up next, we have Sonny War. Sonny War is a blues slash folk slash punk guitarist who is known for using a very unique claw hammer technique. She has released four albums. Her most recent is. Anarchist gospel that if you haven't listened to, I highly recommend that you do that today. Right after this show's over, go and play that album. Excellent. Um, she's also been featured in Spin Magazine, Rolling Stone, NPR's Tiny Desk series, and more. So, once again, please help us welcome to the stage, Sunny War.
can't quit The death of me was in his kiss Love is heaven, love is heaven Love is heaven, love is heaven You're listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour here on WUTC. I just wanted to say that, it, that I heard that Agent Orange is going to play here. And that was my first show I ever went to when I was like, I think I was like 13 and they played somewhere in California and um, I was really drunk for my, I was really drunk for my age, but it was really fun. Um, this song is called Got No Ride. Screaming at a wall, I'm 
You're listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour here on WUTC. I forgot what I was gonna play, because um, I was thinking I should have I should have wrote it down on a piece of paper, but I thought I could memorize it, and then <laughs> there's something I was gonna play I forgot. I didn't ha- I didn't have to say I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, this song is called His Love.
hurts me the most But somehow he still insists that I'll stay close A tear for me, he'll never know Said and so His love adds my love grows His love adds my love grows His love adds my love His love adds my love His love adds my I think I'm gonna play one more because I don't know how long I was playing. So, well, I think I'll play two more songs. Right. <coughs> oh, this one is called No Reason. Good intentions that you keep. Change the fact that you're a beast. That all the most to say the least. Perfect man, that masterpiece. You're an angel, and you're a demon. I got no rhyme, I got no reason.
You're listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour here on WUTC. Um, this is my last song, and it's called Hold. And thanks for having me here. Don't you work yourself, yourself to death Take a break from the man-made hell To catch your breath today Could be the last you know Help is how you ought to go No pain could ever buy your soul Ever make you whole And don't you fake no smile If it ain't true Crazy I'm sure he But you're the only you Today Could be the last you know Help is how you ought to go No pain Ever buy your soul, ever make you whole? And don't you worry, child, don't hold. Don't let nothing steal your smile This world's a mess today Could be the last you know Help is how you ought to go No pain could ever buy your soul Ever make you whole Don't you waste it, babe Don't waste no time Protect your heart and soul Protect your mind today Could be the last you know Help is you ought to go No pain could ever buy your soul Make you whole today could be the last you know. Help is how you ought to go. No pain. Ever buy your soul, ever make you whole today? Could be the last you know. Help is how you ought to go. No pain could ever buy your soul, ever make you whole. All right, thanks.
You've been listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour. Our guests this evening are Sonny War and Buffalo Nichols. If you only caught the last bit, you can stream the full episode on our website, songbirdsfoundation.org. For now, we're going to move on to the interview and Q&A session of our program. I want to start out talking a little bit about your influences. I think I think it'd be cool since we're a guitar museum. It'd be cool to talk a little bit about your guitar styles. You both have like super unique guitar styles. Maybe talk a little bit about how you got started on the guitar. Like, what was your first guitar? And when you got your first guitar, what was what was your thought? Like, what were you thinking about? Did you how did you get to where you are now? From there, that's a long story. <laughs> you can tell a short version of it. Uh, yeah, I'll go first if that's all right. <laughs> I played uh, guitar, uh, my older sister had an acoustic guitar that I started playing. And then when I wanted to start playing music seriously, uh, I started playing bass because I wanted to play in a band and everybody already played guitar. So I played bass for a little bit, um, but then you know, I started taking music more seriously and just just kept playing guitar. I had to travel back in time to answer this question, so I've forgotten the question. <laughs> can you can you ask it again? Yeah, yeah. You went all the way back in time so far. You just like it's like it's like this moment never happened. Yeah, I was just talking about you. You just talk a little bit about how you got started in music. Talk a little bit about your first guitar and how you how you kind of got to where you are because your style. Just talk a little bit how your style became the way it is. Yeah, I I started playing guitar like. Just I think every, most people now are learning through YouTube and the internet. And when I started, you could learn some things on the internet, but there wasn't this like huge uh, catalog of music available on the internet. So most of what I learned was just from listening uh, to albums. Um, and I had an acoustic guitar, so and most of what I was listening to was electric music. So that was my first. The first thing that kind of gave me my own style or started making me curious about the instrument was figuring out how to make this guitar sound like that guitar when it wasn't supposed to. What, uh, what, specific, what specific are you trying to imitate who? Eric Clapton, Hendrix? What, I mean, are you, are you got somebody that's more specific? Yeah, I think um, definitely it was like Jimi Hendrix and Johnny Ramone. That was the, the two big ones for the beginning. Um, and yeah, I, and still to this day, I'm like trying to play a stuff electric guitar style on an acoustic guitar. So that was a kind of the foundation for me. Yeah, cool. We're gonna come back to that in a minute. So, what about you? Um, my my first guitar was like a no name uh, nylon string classical guitar because my mom didn't know if I was if I was really going to play it or not so she just kind of got the cheapest guitar she could find at a pawn shop and also her friend told her that that was easier for kids to play like a nylon string guitar so Maybe. it depends that. on how wide the neck is was it like a yeah, big, big wide classical guitar neck the guy that told her that was like a heroin addict so I don't really I don't really know <laughs> but he could he was a great guitar player so I guess she was oh, like oh the influences we have in yeah. our lives right <laughs> so I had that guitar for a while and then um I think when I was like I want to say when I was like 12 she had another friend that gave me a Takamini acoustic so that was like my first steel string guitar. 
And then I had that for a while. And I didn't really get a guitar that I wanted probably till I was like in my 20s, like where I could really like try to buy my own guitar. And even that I didn't, wasn't great. I had like an Epiphone Harmony, which wasn't great, but it, it was the best thing I could get for myself at the time. So I only started liking my own guitar like recently, you know? Right. Where I could choose something I really want and maybe spend a little bit of money on it. What are you playing now? A, a 1989 Guild True American. Oh, yeah, those are great. Got a, got a big sound. Yeah. So if you started out with Ramones and Hendrix, how, how did you get... Because we were talking backstage, we were talking about musical styles and things like that, mm-hmm. and I was saying that I, I kind of hear a little bit of like Peter Mulvey, who you said is from Milwaukee, and you're from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. How do you get from the Ramones to the style that you're playing right now? Uh, I think it's a pretty common trajectory. Um, a lot of people start out playing punk because it's, I think especially people like my age, who like I became aware of music, like my own taste in music in like late 90s, early 2000s when, you know, pop punk was kind of a mainstream music. Um, and, you know, it was just around the time when, um, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty easy to hear like guitar music on the radio and things like that. Yeah, yeah, like Green Day and stuff like that. Yeah, and, like pop pop punk, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and then anybody who you know you start taking music seriously and you kind of have to decide how how punk you want to be <laughs> if you want to like make a career out of music because it's it's really hard to play that kind of music like long term and and make a living out of it. So I think a lot of people start out doing that and then they kind of shift quite often to like Americana and folk music because it's a lot more convenient and it can be a little bit more mature, I guess, or it seems that way. Yeah. So before we get, before we go to Sonny, let's, I just want to talk to you a bit. So your management kind of pushed you in a direction of you're a blues artist. Talk a little bit about that, what we were talking about, about being on Fat Possum and how you kind of got this, this moniker that you've been trying to like combat which we didn't do very good at like uh yeah helping uh, you combat that earlier yeah it, well it wasn't management alone it was kind of the entire world and i, I contributed to it as well because i i just wanted to play some blues songs and i didn't realize that the way the music industry works is you, you have to kind of pick a box and fit into it um and i've not enjoyed doing that because um, I just wanted to, you know, play some blues songs maybe here and there and then just write songs, be a songwriter. But the the industry said, no, you have to you have to be this thing. You have to fit in this category. So on paper and in the press, you know, it's easier to just or in a record store, it's easier to just say blues. And sometimes I go along with it. But whenever I get the chance to make the correction, I'll, I'll say, like, I just I just write songs. Yeah. Yeah, oh, thanks. <laughs> you guys, you guys both write powerful songs, which is great—songs that people can relate to. Um, talk a little bit about your punk roots and kind of—you were talking earlier about how your first show was Agent Orange. That's a great show. Mine was, I think, James Taylor, which is uh, probably yeah. not as cool, but you know, <laughs> maybe um, it is. Um, I I started out playing in punk bands, also like as a teenager, and I still mostly only listen to punk. I don't really listen to like a lot of like folk music or Americana music because I think it's boring. I don't really <laughs> listen to that. 
Except us, right? I like har- I like hardcore. I like punk, and I like hip hop. I don't listen to like all kinds of folk music and stuff. And sometimes I get embarrassed because, um, like, at Americana or folk festivals, like other musicians try to have a conversation sometimes about certain like. I don't know, like banjo players and stuff like that. And I'm like, you're getting accosted by banjo players. Oh my God, run away. I'm like, I don't know. I don't listen to this type of music. Like, I'm not going to have a discussion about it with you. I don't know. (laughs) To me, it's ironic. It's just for fun to try to play that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, and you do it well. I mean, I think that's what's great about the whole thing is it comes off as amazing. It's just a really cool style. It's very different. I feel like it's, uh, but I get that. I mean, Talk a little bit about how I know I've read somewhere, or I think it was an interview uh, about you talking about how music kind of saved your life and helped you turn yourself around. Just talk a little bit about that, about your struggle and how music kind of helps you kind of get through some of those things. Um, I think for, like when I was like still actively using, I was like also when I was a teenager, I still had to, I was homeless, but I had to play, I had to busk on the streets still, like, no matter what, like, to eat or to even, even to still buy dope at the time, so I had, I was always forced to play guitar no matter what, and then that, then eventually I got, I was in a sober living, and I was getting clean, but then all I had was my guitar, like, just as emotional support, so I just didn't, it was like there in the bad times and in the times that I was trying to heal myself. And then I think, like, just being able to write songs and have, like... Because just playing is very meditative. Like, if you're just playing by yourself, like, I feel like any time that you're going through a lot emotionally, like, it can kind of put you in a trance and help you get through whatever feelings. So I feel like really, like, just playing guitar helped me get sober. And even now, I use it when I have my little tantrums that I have every day, sometimes I need to play guitar because I have anger problems and I need to just calm down. Right. So well, it helps that, me be functional, like a, yeah. act like a person or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what guitar is for. We talk about that a lot here. We give away thousands of guitars and we, you know, we help kids we, with uh, music therapy and things like that. And we talk a lot about the power of music. And it's, I feel like sometimes like it's, you know, music's talked about in that way about the power of music so much it kind of gets glossed over. People are like, oh yeah, the power of music, I heard this before. But like when you see it actively happen, like you see somebody that, you know, can basically, can't really cope with life without music or, or is able to change some something that's deeply ingrained in them through music. I think those things are super powerful and it really does, um, it's just a tremendous thing to see. You've you traveled a lot, talk a little bit about your travels and kind of how that, you know, impacted you. You've been all over the place, right? And how that hearing different types of music and stuff like kind of gave you some, you know, impact on your own music. Yeah, I, I've always been interested in you know different music from around the world, and that was just something that I just absorbed as a musician, listening to different music from different parts of the world. Um, but the main thing was, yeah, while while traveling, I I kind of got the sense that you know the most valuable thing a, a person can have is like a, a sense of their culture um so I, I i did learn a lot of different like styles of music but the the main thing i took away from from like spending some time in 
in West Africa and East Europe was, um, you know, having a, you don't really, cultural music doesn't have to be disposable. I think we treat it that way here, like it's, it's old and it's no good. Um, and there's a value in that too, I think. I think youth, youth culture as it is can really drive music forward by like actively rejecting the past. But I felt like the blues deserved like, or like American folk music deserved a, uh, a revisiting that was a little bit more interesting and less uh, stuffy and historical and uh, academic. You know? yeah. I totally agree with that. Well, we're going to get to an audience Q&A, but before we do that, just maybe tell us what you're each up to now, like what you're working on, the latest albums, what you're about to do, where, we, where people can see you, hear you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I think I have a new album coming, I think probably. And then I'll be planning my exit from the music industry. I'm retiring. Retiring? Yes. For, just for like, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to put one more album out and I'm done. It's an inside joke. Everybody likes inside jokes. Oh, right? no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> oh, I hope that I can also make a record and retire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Can I, can I please make a record and retire too? I want to join the club. That sounds great. That sounds like yeah. an excellent club. What else you got going on? I'm going to just be touring forever until I die. <laughs> yeah. Because I accidentally already agreed to it, and I'm, I've been regretting it, but I have to do it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're joking, but this uh, post-pandemic touring, well, touring in general, but especially right now, it's, it's changed, and it's really difficult, and everybody's struggling, but we all got to smile through it and say thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we run a venue. We know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. That's it. Post-pandemic's been strange, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a weird, weird place out there. So um, I'm going to open up the floor and let people ask questions if you have a question. Uh, Alice has the mic. Just wait till it gets there and then ask your question using the mic, and then we'll, uh, these lovely people will answer your questions if they can or if they choose to. <laughs> Who's got a question? There's one right there. Hi. Um, so Buffalo, you mentioned that you definitely learned some techniques and styles via YouTube and the like, any other kind of formal, um, learning and, uh, what about you, Sonny? I get the idea maybe that you're more just exclusively self-taught, but is that, is that the case or not? Uh, yeah, the, the YouTube stuff came later, um, but no, never any formal training or anything, just learning them by ear. I've tried many times to learn music theory and, and try to be a well-respected musician, but I, my brain just doesn't work that way. I think, I think you're a very well-respected musician. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, I, I learned by watching a bass player and a banjo player. So I, but I knew them, but I didn't, I didn't know any guitar players when I first started playing. I only knew a bass player and a banjo player. So I was just trying to do what they were doing on the guitar. Doesn't, doesn't everyone learn guitar from bass player to banjo player? <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, uh, how'd you learn how to play the piano? Ah, uh, you know, it's, uh, watching somebody do, you know, do construction work. It's such a, I love that, but it's just like amazing. It's such like a far leap to me in my brain when I think about like, a, a, a banjo player and try to translate that guitar to guitar it doesn't make sense but it's awesome because it's like reflected in your in your music now I feel like your style is 
it does have some percussive like banjo stuff in it that's really cool and different and makes oh. it super unique. So that's amazing. What else we got? This was kind of an aside to you, but I um I hooked onto that when you said touring after the pandemic or on the tail end of the pandemic has been weird. Mm. Um, I'd like to hear more about that because I've always, as a musician and a performer and just as a study of human nature, I've always considered the sociology portion of music and how it connects us or how it divides us or the through line. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious to know how it's changed for you and um, what your observations around that are. Yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, there's the financial aspect and people trying to make back money they've lost. And often the artist ends up being, you know, one of the people that other entities try to make their money back from. Uh, but I think, and people, behavior has changed and things like that. But for me, the, the big difference was for the first time in a long time, just like doing nothing for many months and realizing that I kind of prefer that to, to, to whatever this is. <laughs> so it's been hard. I think a lot of people are struggling with that, and even if they can't find the words for it, it's like your whole life changed, and you're like, you've been put into this rat race of trying to get further as a musician, and then you're forced to think about what's actually important, and I think being famous is not important to normal people. Dang. I... I feel like um, everything's just way more expensive now, like everything. So just, like traveling is just more expensive to the point, it was like barely possible before the pandemic, but now it's like, whoa, that that's not what that flight used to cost. That's not what like gas used to cost. Like, So then it's trying to, for me, the hard part is trying to figure out how does it, how can it make sense like to even do it, especially when trying to have a band also. So I'm just trying to see if it's even possible, because a lot of these tours I'm just breaking even, and it's like I'm not I'm not bringing anything home. Like the band is getting paid, like everybody else is getting paid. So I'm like at a point where I don't think it makes sense to do it anymore. And then I might have to just go get a job. But I might—I think I might want a job for real, to be honest. I just need like a real job, cause this is not a real job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not supposed to say that out loud, but I agree. Yeah. I want to give me like, you know, like a real job. You know. Yeah, well, you got you got one that's ready to retire and one that's ready for the workforce. So we're like, yeah. you know, um, other questions. Yeah, one here. So I'll give you give you guys a softball question. Uh, so, what are each of y'all's three favorite punk bands? And and, and <laughs> Sydney, are you going to stay in Chattanooga or what? Yeah. All right, cool. I live here. <laughs> Yay! She's in here. She's here with us now. Yeah. Uh, I I think. Yeah. I, as far as what I was playing when I was younger, it was kind of like on the the crustier side. Um, I like, well, I like Napalm Death, and I guess they're grindcore, but they're like cusp grindcore punk. Um, I like this band from Memphis called His Hero Is Gone. They're one of my favorites. And uh, I like Worm Rot. Shout out to Worm Rot. <laughs> All right, I like, I think my favorite bands are Fat Brains and The Dicks 
and MDC. Everybody's got to get their Spotify out and make sure you make a new make a new playlist <laughs> of some some great music. All right, well, y'all give a, another Songbirds applause for Sunny War and Buffalo Nichols. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to everyone listening at home. This has been a presentation of the Songbirds Radio Hour. Our guests were Sonny War and Buffalo Nichols. If you missed the first part of the show, you can check out a full episode on songbirdsfoundation.org. We'd love for you to attend a live taping of the Radio Hour. You can find out more about these events on our website at songbirdsfoundation.org. Hope to see you at the next one. This episode was produced and written by Reed Caldwell. Live recording by James Snyder. Additional thanks to Victoria Sauer, WUTC, and of course, Sonny War and Buffalo Nichols. Directed and edited and mixed by John Dooley. So